everyone. Welcome back to From the Front Row, brought to you by the University of Iowa College of Public Health. My name is Anya Morozov, and if this is your first time with us, welcome. We're a student-run podcast that talks about major issues in public health and how they are relevant to anyone, both in and outside the field of public health. Today, I'm excited to congratulate Alexis Clark on graduating with her Master of Health Administration. It's bittersweet, but she is about to step down as executive producer of the podcast, and I will be taking over the role for the next year. Today, we will be talking about some of the wisdom she has gained over the past few years at the University of Iowa and about her next steps. Thank you for all you've done for the podcast, and thanks for coming on today as a guest. Thanks, Anya. Yeah, truly, truly bittersweet. Even um, listening to that kind of gave me some goosebumps just about the the long and and bumpy ride that graduate school really has been for myself and all of my peers. So again, thank you for having me on the show. Of course. So you've done a lot of interviews on the podcast over the past couple of years, but you're rarely on the side of the interviewee. To start off, can you tell listeners a little bit about yourself, why you chose to pursue a graduate degree in health administration, and why Iowa? Sure. So I originally grew up in Sherman, Illinois, which is a small town just north of Springfield, Illinois. And I obtained a bachelor's degree in health administration at Western Illinois University, which is in Macomb, Illinois. And in my second year of my bachelor's degree, I learned that it would be really crucial for me to get some kind of graduate degree to really escalate my career to where I hope to go one day. So from then, I I had my sight set on an MHA degree. And as time approached that, that period of my life where I needed to begin to interview for different programs, Iowa really stuck out to me because they really did a great job of making me feel like I just wasn't a number, like I had a voice and that they were really wanting to know what I wanted to gain out of an MHA program, but also what I would be bringing to the table as well. So I felt just like it was a a mutual relationship in that regard. So that's really why I chose Iowa. I chose health administration really because I knew I wanted to go into some something related to business, but I really couldn't see myself just working in an office all day without very much human contact. And I very much like that human and personal aspect of if any, any job I've had, including this one. So I just felt like health administration was the perfect blend of being able to help people and really that business aspect also that I'm passionate about. It's really interesting that you say that about university not perceiving you as a number because I felt the same way. And that's also what drew me to come here. And thinking back, I don't know if you remember, but I think we actually met for the first time at a grad student hangout for admitted students. And you and Luke Sampson gave me some really helpful advice that helped me decide to come to Iowa. And now I'm finishing my first year and you're moving on. But before we talk about your future, I'm curious to know what's been your favorite memory of graduate school? Yeah, there's been so many memories that I just cannot imagine losing. Um, hopefully that, hopefully I can say, say that in a couple of years when I reflect, but it's all still so fresh. And there's a few things I think I'd mention here. I think the MHA program does a really great job of 
allowing and facilitating alumni networking connections. So I think that's been a really beneficial part of my education here. I think the College of Public Health as a whole does a really good job of facilitating relationships outside of just your own department, if if that's something you're seeking. And I think one thing that I will, will always remember that actually this role gave me the opportunity to do is back in October of 2021, I, along with Lexi Farian, had the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Van Gupta, which for those that don't know, he was the chief medical officer for Amazon. Um, He was an NBC news medical analyst. And then he also served on on the health advisory board for the Biden and Harris transition into the White House. So that opportunity was a professional opportunity that I definitely would not never have gotten the chance to meet him or interview him had it not been for this, this role. And that I think was something I'll never forget. A favorite memory for sure. It's funny that you say that because I can remember um, watching that interview and watching you and Lexi do that. So yeah, it was super cool and super insightful to watch that. So moving on, what's next for you? So I will be moving to Charleston, South Carolina, and I will be working within SCA Health, which previously was known as Surgical Care Affiliates. And they have a residency program and they take roughly five to six residents and they are placed throughout the country. And I specifically will be working for one of their subsidiaries, Surgical Management Solutions, better known as SMS. And so what we do at SMS is we partner with different employers to service then their employees and their families to reduce healthcare costs by connecting them with both high quality providers as well as high quality centers to obtain care at. And so we're able to do this and by working not only with employers and working with providers, we are also working with the patients with that education component to make sure that people are going to receive care proactively opposed to reactively, which will end up saving them thousands and thousands of dollars across their lifespan. So really looking at that comprehensive approach to not only surgery, but expanding across all specialties. And then from there, hopefully work for them full time. Um, but again, that that's, that's unknown, but I, I've secured the next the next year of my life. So I'll be starting July 5th. So I'm excited for that next adventure. That does sound really exciting, and I'm sure you're going to gain a lot of useful experience from that. So now looking at from the front row, kind of three questions in one. How long have you been involved with the podcast? What drew you to it in the first place? And what drew you to the executive producer role? I have been involved with the podcast basically since I started here at Iowa. So two years, really. And I And I know we've talked before, Anya, but I had found out sort of about the podcast during my research about different graduate programs. And and I think it was like beginning of my senior year in which I really started to become a fan of the podcast itself. And I think when you're listening and and grad school and the University of Iowa seems so far off in the distance that that listening to the podcast, 
I just felt like a fan. And so having the opportunity to really interview, to be a host on the podcast, et cetera, really just seemed like such a, a far off goal. And it did not even really seem attainable. So I w- was able to join the podcast team and I had been interested in podcasting from an experience I had in high school where I was a part of this sports broadcasting club, which had like a sports podcast. Um, So I'd always kind of been interested in that, like broadcasting and interviewer type role. So I felt like from the front row would be merging my personal interests um, with some professional interests I had. As for my interest in becoming um, the executive director, I think that really stemmed from the want to learn about the other disciplines of public health more so than just the health management and policy side. Because I feel like during your graduate program, you you go to school with the same people every day and you really get siloed into what what you're studying. And I, I love that. That's very beneficial for, you know, down the line. But as a future healthcare leader that I am aspiring to be, it's really crucial to have sort of a lens in all of the, all of the disciplines of public health. So I think that's really what was driving decision behind wanting to take the leap and apply for the executive director position. Yeah, it's really true that getting that kind of broad overview of a bunch of different fields is what drew me to the podcast too, just knowing that I'd always have this outlet to explore interests outside of what I'm studying in the classroom. So moving on to specific episodes, which episode of the podcast has been your favorite and what made it your favorite? Yeah, so I was thinking back to to all of the episodes that I've either been involved in by interviewing or um or I I've edited a majority of the episodes produced in in the last year. So I've been able to l- really listen to all of the episodes very extensively. And I think there's a common theme about the episodes that I'm about to highlight as my favorites. And I really think that comes to vulnerability. I think when you can host an interview with someone that is open to being vulnerable about their experiences and highlight the, not just the peaks, but the valleys as well along their, their healthcare or public health journey, that really makes for an insightful episode and really resonates with listeners. And so the first two are interviews that I directly either interviewed the guest or co-hosted with somebody else. And the first one was actually an interview that Alex Murr and I co-hosted last summer with Dr. Anthony Melke. And he is a professor out of Mount Mercy. And that episode was all about men's mental health and masculinity. And it was part of a, a three episode series on mental health. And I think that one is one of my favorites because I think there was a lot of important lessons he shared involving masculinity pertaining to mental health. That's been proven to be something that our healthcare system and really society as a whole is is lacking in promoting. So that's the first one I would highlight. The second one was part of our diversity, equity, and inclusion series that I want to say occurred. I think this was published in February, but I'm not 100% on that. So, but this one was an interview I did just by myself with, and I interviewed John Diedrich, who is the CEO of Rush Copley in Aurora, Illinois. And then 
Also on the interview was Mary Shalkaitis, who is the COO, and then Corey Thomas, who was in my cohort of, of the MHA program, who did her internship under those two at Rush Copley. And essentially, this episode really highlighted the diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts they were making from a health system perspective. But I think one of the reasons this episode is my favorite is because John and Mary very much were explicit in saying that their hospital has struggled with recruiting a diverse workforce. And I think that that one was my favorite, one of my favorites, just because I think it takes a lot to get on and be accountable for, for where your hospital is struggling. And then the, the last two are episodes that I did not directly interview uh, on, but I was able to edit and I just still, still some of my favorite episodes. And the first one I would mention out of these two would be the interview that Lexi Farian did with Hannah Rockford. And they, the interview was all about intimate partner violence. And I think this one was a very multifaceted interview because it took the lens up from public health, but it also took the lens of, you do know somebody that has dealt with this intimate partner violence. How can you support them? And what is your role in that? And I think that's a very important conversation that oftentimes does not get highlighted as a public health concern, but it very much is. And so that's one one of my favorites that I wasn't directly involved in. And then the last one, which Anya, you actually were involved in, and it was with the director of Johnson County Public Health. And she's also an alum of the MPH program, Daniel Pettit-Majeski. And it was on resiliency um, and community collaboration. And I think this one definitely was one of my favorites because in the episode, she was extremely vulnerable in talking about her experiences leading our county amidst the pandemic and how, how hard that was, both from a professional, but also a personal standpoint. And so I think that is the episode we published during National Public Health Week. And I think that is an episode that could be encored every single year because of the content that she provided in that episode. So those are my, my four top favorites. Now I will say all of the episodes and all of the guests are great, but those are the four that came to mind. Yeah. The interview with Danielle, I really enjoyed giving it too. And yeah, there were a few points where we kind of went off script a little bit, but it, and it just went in directions that I wasn't expecting, but it turned out to be like such a insightful episode, I think because of that. And yeah, what you say about vulnerability is so true. I still am learning to find that balance of how much vulnerability to bring onto a podcast, because it is kind of scary, you know, to be vulnerable when you know this is going to be recorded and you're going to have listeners for however long it's on the internet, but it also is what brings out the really important conversations. So moving on, have you noticed any personal development through gaining experience on From the Front Row? I went through the administrative fellowship slash residency search process in September and a little bit of October. And I think that being a a host on From the Front Row really tuned my soft skills in interviewing. I think it's really hard to get comfortable with 
being uncomfortable. And I think being a host on the show really does that at the beginning because you have no idea a lot of the times who your guest really is going to be until you hop on the Zoom. And so in order to produce a great episode, you really need to make sure you're at least coming across as comfortable and confident. And so I think the same holds true when interviewing for a job or an internship, et cetera. So I think that is one of the skills that I've gained the most in terms of personal development. Yeah, I have to agree. Interview skills have definitely improved (laughs) in my time on the podcast as well. What are you most proud of in terms of your work on the podcast? So I, I would say this, this is going back to give shout outs to the previous executive directors before me, Ian Buchta, which I did not directly work with. And then Steve Sonier, who was the executive director while I was in my first year of the MHA program and on the podcast team. And I think it's really something special to be able to continue to have a student run podcast, especially one that oftentimes produces an episode every single week. So it it takes a lot of work on top of having schoolwork and jobs. And also not only that, but the, the director is also in charge of making sure you're, you're recruiting students to, to join you as hosts and to on the editing team, et cetera. So I think that is something that everyone that has been a part of the podcast, whether that's directors, hosts, et cetera, should be really proud of that. This is now, I want to say we're going on the fifth consecutive year, but just that we're able to continue to produce such a well-renowned podcast that has won different public health podcast awards, I think is something that's very honorable. And just recently we surpassed 30,000 all-time listens across all of our platforms. So Spotify, Apple Music, and SoundCloud, as well as in the last nine months, we've we've had 11,095 total listens. So I think that is just a true testament to what we're doing here and to know that our interviews are making a difference and being listened to by people not only directly involved in the college, but also in the state of Iowa and also across the country as, as our listener map shows. So I think just knowing that one little part of our, our journey is making a difference. I think it's the, the biggest accolade our podcast team can, can celebrate in my opinion. That's so true. And thank you to everyone who's listening right now, because we couldn't really do this without you. So do you have any advice for future from the front row team members? Hmm. Yes. I I would say don't be afraid. It can be daunting to get involved in something such as a podcast. But if there is any small inclination inside of you that wants to join the team or interview for the position, do it. Because the worst that could happen is you don't like it and then and then that's it. But the best thing that can happen is that you you get involved and you make all of these other connections that you would not have had the opportunity to make. So just take that leap and and do it because I promise you it will be worth it. Yes, agreed. And as next year's producer, I would definitely just reiterate what Alexis just said. We 
will be needing more members in the fall. And (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to have you on the team. And yeah, it's also a very flexible position. So, you know, I want to make sure people are involved in the ways that they want to be involved. So if that's hosting episodes, if it's coming up with ideas, if it's editing the podcast, I'll kind of try to tailor it to what you want to do. So yeah, just go for it. Okay, so now it's time for our last question. What is one thing you thought you knew but were later wrong about? I think this is my favorite question to ask because you really never know what you're going to get as the answer. I hmm, I don't think you realize how short two years is until you reflect back on everything that you've been able to be involved in and accomplish over two years. And it goes so quickly. And it's... It's also like that bittersweet feeling because you don't realize how much you're going to change as a person, both personally and professionally, when you go into a graduate program. So I just think that when you're about to, to take your first steps into your program, if you decide to pursue a master's degree, whether here or somewhere else, just be ready from the jump to get and involved in anything that interests you because opposed to when you're completing an undergraduate degree and you have four years to get involved, you only have two here and time goes so fast. So you have to really be ready from the jump. So I just think that's one thing I, I didn't realize is how quick two years would go by, but, but I have had a phenomenal experience here at Iowa at the college of public health within the health management policy department, and I will forever be a Hawkeye. And if I can ever help any of the listeners or from the front row in any way possible, I am happy to do so. Only a a short Zoom call away. I'm very happy to hear you say that. And yeah, that advice really is true. And of course, you do need to balance it with like, you know, don't overwork yourself and get burned out. But it does go by fast. I was even listening to some of last year's handoff episodes in preparation for these interviews. And that came up last year as well. So it's just, you know, second year students in the grad program say it goes by fast. So take that as you will. Well, as we're kind of wrapping up, it's clear that I've got some very big shoes to fill, but I am looking forward to it. Thank you, Alexis, for all of your work over the past year doing the behind the scenes things for the podcast. I just edited my first episode and I did not realize (laughs) how much you were putting into that. But thank you so much. I know it's allowed me to take part in some really interesting episodes and I bet others on the podcast team feel the same. And I hope that I can mark you down as a regular listener going forward. Absolutely. Thank you, Anya. I know you'll take the the podcast in an uncharted direction and i i have no doubt you'll do a great job and thank you so much for having me today that's it for episode this week and my last episode as executive director on this magnificent journey a few words of gratitude before i hand down the mic first to this year's podcast team for the hard work and dedication put into the show Lexi Farian, Alex Mura, Emma Metter, Anya Morosev, Eric Ramos, Logan Schmidt, Ben Sent, and Rada Marie. 
Thank you to all of the guests that have joined us over this past academic year and for sharing your insight with listeners across the country. I'm grateful for all of you who have tuned in to the podcast over the last couple of years, and I hope that you continue listening as Anya and her team take From the Front Row to the next level. Lastly, thank you to the College of Public Health's communication team that has worked directly with the podcast this year, Mitch Overton, Dan McMillan, and Patrick Reef, and to Lexi Just and Student Services. This episode was hosted and written by Anya Morosev, edited and produced by Alexis Clark. You can learn more about the University of Iowa College of Public Health on Facebook. Our podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support the podcast, please share it with your colleagues. Our team can be reached at cph-gradambassador at uiowa.edu. This episode was brought to you by the University of Iowa College of Public Health. And for my final farewell, stay happy, stay healthy, and keep learning.